section twenty three of the mysteries of london volume three this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org the mysteries of london volume three by george w m reynolds old death when bones reached the place whither he had bent his steps he learnt to his satisfaction that toby bunce had been sent out by his wife on some errand which would keep him at least an hour away he accordingly followed mrs bunce into the back room and explained to her all that had occurred having stated how he and jacob had followed esther in the hackney-coach from southampton row to holborn he said when jacob first pointed her out to me as she was reading a letter in a shop i felt sure he must be mistaken for i could not conceive why she should be up at that part of the town since from what jacob discovered last night i thought she was certainly living with tom rain in locks fields however i determined to follow her and when she got down at a shop in holborn i told jacob to jump out and get another look at her if possible but instead of going into the shop she merely stopped there to post a letter and jacob was quick enough to catch sight of the address well when he came back to me and told me what that address was i desired him to follow her directly for i thought that if she was writing to tom rain it was clear she didn't live with him and therefore it was as well to find out where she does live to be sure said mrs bunce approvingly then it struck me continued old death that if i could only get sight of the contents of that letter which she had posted to tom rain it might open some farther clue to the nature of their connection and i did get the letter oh you clever fellow interrupted betsy shaking her head with mock gravity but what did the letter say why it was a regular sermon answered old death it talked about how much she loved him all she had done and suffered on his account and a lot of gammon of that kind she told him how her father had made her take an oath not to see him any more and how unhappy she was then she begged of him to repent and leave a course of life that is sure to end at tuck up fair did she use them words demanded mrs bunce no you fool cried old death she writes quite like a lady and in a beautiful hand too but after having said all i have told you she let him know that she shuddered at the idea of being connected with a highwayman and she begged his pardon for calling him so a pleasant letter for tom to receive observed mrs bunce very and she drops a hint continued old death that if he will give up his business there is a chance of her father forgiving tom for what is past and of their being reunited that's the very word do you think they are married then asked the woman 
i should say not replied bones because she talks of being connected with the highwayman and that's not a word a wife uses to her husband besides the whole letter didn't look like one written by a wife but rather a mistress and then it ends by saying that she hopes to find a letter from him at the post-office in southampton row find a letter when asked mrs bunce why to-day this evening i suppose said old death she had evidently written her letter before she went to the post-office in southampton row where she did find one from him because she was reading a note when jacob first twigged her and it was singular enough that we were just talking of her at that very identical moment then the letter you read wasn't an answer to the one she received in southampton row said mrs bunce of course not stupid cried old death we followed her straight down to holborn and she never stopped or went in anywhere to write an answer the letter i read was already written written too in the afternoon most likely just before she came out to go to southampton row and another reason that made me anxious to get hold of her letter to tom rain was that she didn't post it at the office where she received his but took the trouble to go down to holborn to put it in to another box i wonder why she did that said mrs bunce oh most likely to avoid exciting any suspicion or curiosity at the office in southampton row then there's another thing that puzzles me she was with tom rain last night jacob saw them together and followed them home to locksfields and she is away from him to-day writes to him this afternoon and hopes to find a letter from him when she goes to southampton row this evening one would think by this that they have been in the habit of corresponding together and that the place in southampton row is where he directs his letters to her so it's pretty clear that they don't live together for good and all but what perplexes me most is the sermon that she wrote him it's plain she stole the diamonds from what jacob overheard tom say to her when he gave her the earrings last night and yet she doesn't reproach herself a bit in the letter to him she only tries to convert rainford and to read that letter one would think she was as innocent of a theft or such like thing as a child unborn oh i dare say she wrote the letter for some object or another which we can't see observed mrs bunce i scarcely think so returned bones there was so much seriousness about it but she's a precious deep one depend on it said betsy look how she got off about the diamonds and after all perhaps her father had been talking her over and so if she wrote to tom rain in a serious way the humour won't last very long well we shall see exclaimed old death i should like to secure her in my interests what did you do with the letter she wrote to tom rain asked mrs bunce put it back into the post was the reply fancy if esther and tom did get together again and on comparing notes he found that the letter from her had miscarried he might suspect a trick somewhere and fix foul play on me no no it was more prudent to let the note go since i had gathered its contents 
well perhaps it was said mrs bunce one thing is very clear ben what's that betsy why that since esther isn't any longer with mr rainford in the fields it will be much easier to get the little boy away i thought of that just now said old death then after a pause he added and i'll tell you what's to be done the boy most be got into our power to-morrow night to-morrow night repeated mrs bunce yes to-morrow night returned bones emphatically i'll trump up something to get tom out of the way and me toby and jacob will go over and kidnap the child if we don't do it quick the jewess will be getting spoony on tom again and going back to live with him in spite of her oath to her father and then we may not find such another chance for some time to come mrs bunce smiled in approval of this scheme and was about to offer a comment when a knock summoned her to the front door she shortly returned to the back room followed by jacob what news demanded old death i found out where the jewess lives was the lad's answer and he named the address in great ormond street good exclaimed bones that shows why she has her letters sent to southampton row it is close by and as she's known in the neighbourhood she posts her answers at another place but give jacob his supper and brew me some grog betsy while mrs bunce was busily employed in executing these orders another knock at the front door was heard jacob hastened to answer it and returned with a letter directed to mr toby bunce but which having a peculiar mark placed somewhere amidst the writing was instantly discovered by old death to be intended for himself he accordingly opened it and read as follows tim put on the tats yesterday and went out a dury nakin on the shallows gadding the hoof he buzzed a bloke and a shakester of a yak and a skin his joman mutton-faced sow with her mall sack queering a raclan stalled a cross cove who had his regulars tipped the office cop busy and tim twigged that a pig was marking so he spieled to the crib while his joman shoved her trunk too to-day tim sent the yak to church and christen but the churchman came to it through paul as tim shaler had slummed on him a sprat and an alderman last week so tim didn't fight kokum enough and was grabbed the skin had three finnips and a foont which i've got at the padding ken t's twenty-three where i'll cop them to you for edging the gaff a fly kitten gone off will leave this flim Twenty-five. old death having read the singular composition to himself threw it into the fire he then sat pondering for a few moments upon the course which he should pursue under the circumstances just made known to him and while he thus engaged in meditation we will lay before our readers a translation of the slang document 
tim dressed himself in rags yesterday and went out disguised as a beggar half naked and without shoes or stockings he robbed a gentleman and a lady of a watch and a purse his mistress mutton-faced sal with her reticule and looking like a respectable female was on the lookout close at hand a confederate thief who went shares with tim suddenly gave the alarm so that tim might hand him over the plunder and tim saw that a person was watching him so he hurried off home while his woman got off safely also to-day tim sent the watch to have the works taken out and put in another case and to get the maker's name altered but the watchmaker informed against him through spite because tim's mistress had passed off on him the watchmaker a bad sixpence and half crown last week so tim wasn't wary enough and was taken into custody the purse had three five-pound notes and a sovereign in it which i have got at thompson's lodging-house number twenty-three where i will hand them over to you if you will try and get tim off a sharp boy thief will leave this letter the signature twenty-five indicated the number attached to the writer's name in old death's private list of those thieves who were accustomed to do business with him anything new inquired mrs bunce handing him a glass of hot gin and water nothing particular was the reply only tim the snammer got himself into a scrape but i shall go and see about it directly tim isn't on your list is he demanded mrs bunce no but jos pedler that's number twenty-five has got tim's money and will hand it over to me so a loud knock at the door interrupted old death's observation jacob was sent to answer the summons and in a few moments tom rain walked jauntily into the room well my prince of fences he exclaimed addressing old death as he cast himself unceremoniously into a chair and stretched out his legs in a free and independent manner anything new in the wind yes a trifling job for to-morrow night tom answered bones but you'll be making your fortune at this rate he added with one of his hideous chuckles the sooner the better cried the highwayman and then you'd be able to retire from business marry and settle yourself comfortably said old death with apparent indifference of manner but in reality watching rainford's countenance attentively as he uttered the word marry oh as for settling exclaimed tom laughing i'm not the chap to bury myself in a cottage in wales or devonshire i don't like that sort of thing business and bustle suit me best but what do you say to marriage tom a good-looking fellow like you might do something in that line to great advantage observed old death that's my own affair returned the highwayman hastily by the by what have you done with the boy that was thrown on your hands t'other night asked old death i am taking care of him to be sure was the answer if i abandon him he must go to the workhouse but what is the little job you were talking about a worthy citizen and his wife will pass over shooter's hill to-morrow night at about eleven o'clock in a yellow post-chaise 
replied bones inventing the tale as he went on the cit will have enough in his pocket-book to make it worth while to ease him of it and the post-boy will stop when he's ordered to do so they were to have gone to-night but something has happened to put off their journey till to-morrow good said tom the business shall be done anything else to communicate to-night nothing was the answer won't you stay and take a drop of something warm mr rainford asked betsy bunce in her most winning way no thank ye returned tom i must be off good night and the highwayman took his departure when the front door was closed behind him old death said with a chuckle well he'll be out of the way to-morrow night and we shall get hold of the boy but i shall now just step up to castle street and see what's going on at twenty-three shall you come back here to-night asked mrs bunce i can't say it's now nine o'clock and if i do it will be by ten jacob my boy you needn't wait unless you like old death then left the house End of section 23